0: Hello and welcome to the Up Close and Personal Trainer podcast. We have a short um, announcement from Boris. Hello, Emma. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, Boris. How are you? You're looking
1: very well, I must say. (laughs) Thank you. I'm flirting with you. (laughs) Jeez, Boris. (laughs) Anyway, I had a quick announcement to make. So, we have updated the guidelines. You may now go to work unless you can't go to work. And if you can't go to work, don't go to work, okay? Did you get that? Is that clear? Make sure you cycle to work, don't drive to work. But if you can't drive to work, get the bus. But if you can't get the bus, then maybe just walk. Is that clear?
0: (laughs) Yes, completely understood. Okay. So basically what you're saying is, oh, does Nicola have anything to say?
1: Hi here. Uh, It's Nicola here. How you doing?
0: hi welcome i've got a wee
1: announcement to make just stay the fuck inside all right (laughs) listen to me stay the fuck inside don't listen to boris all right
0: okay that seems quite clear nicola thank you you're
1: very welcome right i'll send (laughs) shona in shona come here hi hi emma how you doing hi oh hi
0: so do you know it is quite funny how i actually love nicola sturgeon now like i don't vote But mm-hmm. I do really like her. I think she's done well in this and I think she's very clear and I don't think she has like a massive ego. I think if she, like, if she was wrong, she'd just be like, oh, okay, I was wrong about that. Now we're going back to work.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. She's done really, really well. She's got an election coming up. I think it's next year. So hopefully everyone remembers that. I mean, I, I do vote SNP um, I didn't in the last one. I voted Labour because that was like a tactical vote, didn't work. But um, yeah, I basically <laughs> Not Tory. Not, yeah, anything but Tory. Um, and I, I saw a meme, it was like on an English page about how they want, they want Nicola as their Prime Minister now. No, sorry, you can't have her. She's ours. She's our First Minister. Leave her alone. But could she be like the Prime Minister and the First Minister? I don't know where am I
0: someone really was bad. like to me what so isn't Boris said, like don't you just listen to what Boris says I'm like well no because we have like our own parliament and then I was like but I don't really know how that works
1: <laughs> <laughs> someone put like, uh, right into the podcast and explain to me and Emma how uh, politics <laughs> works thank you
0: <laughs> yeah maybe we should move on to other stuff that we don't know about
1: um, do you want to hear my embarrassing Zoom story of the week? Yes. Right, okay. So this happened yesterday. Yesterday morning, I was training a client on Zoom. I've trained her for years and we were at the last like 10 minutes of our session and she was stretching and cooling down and the front door went. So when went and a box, a delivery arrived for me. So I thought, well, she's just stretching. I'll just bring it in. She might be quite interested. And I was like, I had no idea what it is. So I started opening it up and even Paul was at the door and he was like, what is it? What is it? She was saying, what is it? He was saying, what is it? And I was like, I don't know. I can't remember what I ordered. And as I started opening it and pulled the first item out, I remembered I had placed an order with Love Honey last week. And that's how I opened my new dildo in front of a client on Zoom.
0: That's really bad.
1: Isn't that really... That's, like, probably the most unprofessional thing that you can do. And uh, she... Get your out as well. Oh, yeah, that was right. That was a different person. That, was, that wasn't the same person. Otherwise, I think and, she could, like...
0: Like, what was the reaction? Person.
1: Well, we all realised at the exact... All three of us realised at the exact same time what it was. And then it was just hysterics after that. <laughs>
0: Although, oh, if given she's your client, she'll be like, "I know what Shana's like. This is quite funny. She's probably yeah, not someone who's very like uptight."
1: No, I wouldn't have opened a delivery in front of someone who was uptight. Like I would not remained professional. But I thought she'd be interested That I couldn't remember what. Oh, oh what is it? Oh, oh shit! <laughs> so there you go. There you wow. go. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Um, also, Shana's wearing a pretty pretty nice headband this is the best purchase i've ever made i got it for one euro in a flea mar- flea market in berlin it sparkled at me from across the market it says gorgeous in diamantes it's amazing isn't it
0: it is it's really amazing i also yeah. like the hairstyle
1: <laughs> well yeah little shrek ears that's very cute yeah yeah, I'll post the picture. Actually, I've already been posting pictures of it online. I was dancing because um, I've claimed my self-employment grant. It was so easy. Oh, so I've not done one. Well, get on it. Get on it. Do it.
0: Okay, well, you know, I don't know if I will, actually. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the end of that.
1: Oh, just um, leave that. We'll leave that hanging there. Yeah, okay,
0: cliffhanger. Should we move on to a really interesting study I read this week? Yes,
1: tell me about it.
0: Okay, so every day I get up, and between when I get up and do the workout, I always read a study. And it could, like, sometimes I will have saved stuff that I need to read, sometimes it's just anything. And on the weekend, I treated myself to a study out with fitness and health. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of Googled, like, a homophobia, like, PubMed. And this came up. So it's such a funny study. They take a group of men, they test them. So on like, um, what's even the word? Like a predefined sort of test that they do. And then they establish if they're homophobic or if they're not homophobic. And then, so they've labeled these people homophobic and not homophobic. Obviously not to them. And then they show them like heterosexual porn, lesbian porn and gay porn. And they measure the circumference of their penises. And only the gay, no, only the homophobic men had increased penis circumference for the gay porn.
1: That is just not even surprising, but a really satisfying outcome to yeah. that study, isn't it? But like, well, I don't know, because everyone's like, always like, oh, you
0: know, if you're homophobic, it's just because you're like a closeted gay or you find it, kind of sexually arousing and you don't know why and it's a bit awkward for you but now there's proof
1: so it's actual proof and if anyone's homophobic then we can literally just send them that study and be like
0: "Mm,
1: are you hiding something (laughs) yeah yeah that is that is the best but what i really enjoyed was i saw that you posted it in one of the comments was imagine being the person that had to put the little tapes around all the willies (laughs) Yeah, imagine being like the poor research assistant
0: that was like i had to measure everyone's penises <laughs> right.
1: oh god no that's a brilliant study and i love it what was your thoughts on it
0: um i didn't i mean didn't. i mean i think it's quite self-explanatory i was quite happy that there was a study on it i thought that was quite interesting mm-hmm. um yeah It's quite a big group, but then I did I didn't like read too much into how they actually. So there was a group, and there was like maybe I think there was like forty homophobic men, and then thirty non-homophobic men. And then I thought like, does that mean that most men are like to some extent homophobic? Oh, and they also measured anger level, because I guess if you were homophobic but weren't like actually a little bit gay you would be angry at seeing gay mm. porn, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they're yep. going for. So anyway, no difference in anger levels.
1: How do you get people to to um, involve themselves or volunteer for a study? But what, what, how's the ethics behind that? Like, how did they get those people to volunteer for the study and not tell them what they were going to do? Or how... Like how I
0: have no idea I mean I imagine it was like a group of students and they were like look we'll give you 50 quid if you can watch some porn and we'll measure your penis like (laughs) most students are going to do that aren't they
1: yeah that's true that's true it's really interesting yeah not surprised in the slightest and yeah Hmm. Hmm. how would you do how would you measure that for women
0: I don't know (laughs) heat of vagina (laughs)
1: A wide on. I had to explain to Paul what a wide on was but I don't think that's actually a thing like Do you
0: want to explain for the podcast listeners?
1: Well I I was like a wide on is basically like a hard on but for women but it's not like your vagina gets wider (laughs) the more turned on you get does it? I I don't know Well
0: I I was going to like it probably does a bit (laughs) Not like. <laughs> well, this has started well. But yeah, I imagine it does a little bit. Mm. Do you know what I found really. I don't even know if I should say this on the podcast. So yeah. I don't know why, but I was sitting with my mates a while ago and we were thinking about like. I think we were talking about like the size of a baby's head. But then. Right. Oh no, I think there was something showing like different sizes of penises depending on. Like ethnicity so like black men have bigger penises right are you with me yeah I'm I'm with you okay right and then we were like right I wonder if black women have like bigger spaces for the larger penises and then we found out they didn't and actually they have like a smaller like it's harder for them to give birth or the children are smaller
1: or something because they
0: have a smaller vaginal canal
1: wow that's so interesting yeah and how did you find that out like did you just google um, it google yeah wow amazing that, that is fascinating we always see you in this podcast we always veer so dangerously close to something that's like massively offensive <laughs> and i think i think they like that was like oh baw- what it was on the line It was, we were literally balancing on that line. But uh, yeah, interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: We also have a question. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, What are your opinions on dating someone that earns a lot more money or a lot less money than, oh, right, sorry, than you and the complications in making that work? And then this bit, bit controversial. I've dated someone with no money and a millionaire. I know what I would prefer. Say <laughs> what?
1: I would love, like, I wonder what it'd be like to, to hang out with a millionaire. I don't think I know any millionaires. Do
0: you know what? You
1: I think that
0: it's a lot of the time millionaires aren't that flash with their money. And that's uh-huh. the reason that they're millionaires.
1: Yeah, exactly, They're exactly. Like, you know what,
0: all and a lot of people, I th- well, a lot of people, but some millionaires like have most of their money tied up. So, if you're sensible, you would invest, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm.
1: So, I yeah, yeah. mm, don't know. So, I was reading this morning that Rihanna is now the third richest musician in the UK because she lives in London. Rihanna oh. lives in London, yeah, she lives in London, so she's the third richest musician in the UK. and She's got something like almost five hundred. <laughs> what? What?
0: Rihanna, if you are listening, which I assume is <laughs> quite likely, right? Yeah, so like
1: five hundred million pounds is that is what she's worth, and um, more than half of it is due to her stake in Fenty Beauty, which she only has fifteen percent stake in.
0: And sorry, that's her makeup line,
1: isn't it? That's her makeup line, and her makeup line is worth two billion pounds. I just what? like see these see these amounts of money. It's, it. I just can't get my head around it. Cannot. Get no, my head you around can't it.
0: comprehend, can
1: you? No, no. Um, but what do you think about like a makeup line for fitness people?
0: <laughs> Better not say this on the, <laughs> the podcast in case uh, that's our idea.
1: Huh? you know anyone that does it
0: no we're gonna do it oh we're gonna
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so,
0: um
1: yeah i think that we could totally make our millions with that but what would be different like it has to be sweat proof doesn't it yeah <sighs> but also like I, do you know what i love like i think some women get real hassle for wearing full makeup to the gym Um, but I actually love it I love when you see a girl at the gym with full makeup because it it, it just shows shows that she's just so busy she's been out she's been like doing her stuff with her full makeup on she's like I need to get a workout in and then she's the way she goes
0: that's your idea of her when actually she just put on full makeup just for the gym
1: (laughs) but I don't care
0: either way like I've had people um, sort of bitch but like oh yeah why does she wear all of her makeup to the gym Like, who's she trying to show off to like everyone else takes their makeup off who cares like, it's their choice. I do think, like, sometimes I look at someone with a lot of makeup and it, it looks like they're sweating more because it just seems hot on their face. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if they're happy doing it, I mean, it's probably slash definitely not great for your skin. No. Like, no. sweat a lot with, like, caked on makeup.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think that's maybe where the problem with our gym makeup <laughs> range
0: starts. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> This is the new makeup line for the gym where actually you don't wear much makeup. Um, Maybe a little bit of mascara and some eyebrows.
1: You get a lot of compliments on your eyebrows, don't you? I've noticed that. Like, there's always... I think when you do your... (laughs) No, I'm sure it was more than once. When you put your questions up, there's always someone that's like, just want to say, Emma, I love your eyebrows. What do you do to them? And then, like, you say something really cryptic. Like you're like one of those one of those girls that's like um
0: Can't tell like you it's a ask secret. For like
1: it's a secret <laughs> they don't want to share their secrets.
0: And then I bring out the ESG eyebrow pencil. <laughs> Do
1: you know what? I would buy it. Those brows those brows next level. Oh thank you. Yeah, so um something that I wanted to talk about as well was uh, I put I was talking about this with someone on my on Instagram yesterday, um, and I asked a question. Don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you. Yeah, I did. I did. You subscribe. Subscribe. Um, what I, the question was? What was said to you as a child that like had an impact on you for the rest of your life? Like one of those things that like people say. They probably say it as a throwaway comment, and it stays with you forever. And it came because like, a girl was telling me that when she was five, a teacher told her she was arrogant. How can you be, how can you be arrogant when you're five? You're five. God. Yeah, so it's, it stayed with her and she's now like almost 30. And she's now really paranoid and it's developed into an anxiety that people think she's arrogant. So she like, kind of like downplays all her achievements. And that's just bullshit. I think mean, that's just such a damaging thing that you could say to a child.
0: I know and I think at the time you completely wouldn't like, you wouldn't really think that they would pay that much attention or, you, or that they would notice to it and then it has like huge impact.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And what yours was someone <laughs> someone <laughs> saying ooh when they opened a yoghurt pot.
1: <laughs> right, okay. You're totally downplaying this but um, it really, really affected me. Okay, it really affected me. But yeah, when I was um when I was in primary one, I took my little yogurt out my lunchbox and I took it to one of the classroom assistants to help me open it. And the way she peeled the lid off, like she did it like she was peeling the lid off, I don't know, a poo. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: As you do. <laughs> As you do. And she was so, so disgusted and she was like a, and her face like contorted into this grotesque shape and it really, really stuck with me. So now I have a phobia of yogurt lids. Oh, that's a very strange it's thing to do. What's that? <laughs> it's a very
0: strange thing to do.
1: Yeah I actually think looking back. Um, she had a problem. She had a problem with me. Mm. I, she had a problem with me being five. I don't know. She, <laughs> the attitude? I, I think maybe, yeah she didn't like me, but yeah, um do you can you think and I think like it is really related to like how you view yourself when it comes to like your diet, your nutrition, your training, all of that stuff. If someone says something to you as a child, it definitely sticks in there and you then define yourself by it for for the rest of your life unless you do lots and lots of work to undo it, which is fucking exhausting, but mm. here we go do you get anything that, even like
0: little things like your parents saying like oh you're really creative or you always come up with good ideas for whatever you kind of think like oh yeah I'm really creative like if it's said from a young age you kind of feel like that's what you're good at unless you do more of it unless you do probably become good at it like my parents always encouraged my brother to do art because he was like showed a small like I don't know I guess artistic streak but then they were always like oh Alex is good at art and then you kind of become good at art because you always do art and now he's an artist. Mm, yeah.
1: Yeah, so do you think, like, if, if they'd said, Emma's good at art too, like, you would have done more art? I don't
0: think I had the patience. So they were like, oh, look, Emma's good at sport. <laughs> and then that was, that was what I ended up doing. Although I do remember when I first wanted to become a personal trainer, my mum was like, you wouldn't be good at it because you're not very empathetic. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm very empathetic but I do think like probably at that age that was true
1: like what age were you when she said that
0: I don't know I think like probably like 18 like when I first became personal trainer she's just like I mm, don't know if that's for you but at the time yeah, I would...
1: 18 year olds are really that empathetic
0: yeah or even just like they don't have any life experience like looking back at some of the clients I worked with I'm like why on earth did you listen to like a 21 year old girl who's like fresh out of uni and doesn't really like have any experience in anything but thank god they did because that gave me experience
1: that is a really interesting thing that you've brought up because I do think like you do have a lot of power as as someone's coach and someone's personal trainer because like they're putting so much trust in you um and sometimes um see especially when I'm, I'm teaching yoga like people look at look to their yoga teacher to like not only teach them yoga but obviously like teach them the other aspects so like there's lots of way to practice yoga that's not just doing the moves you can like like the spiritual side and stuff like that and I mean I'm, I'm just chatting away and I think I could be chatting absolute bollocks and you guys are like yes Jonah, yeah. you wanna, yeah 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 <laughs> I hear you.
0: I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is funny. I think it's even funnier when it's like, I'm a life coach and they're like 22 years old or something. Like, you, know. you have no idea. Oh. Yeah.
1: But yeah, um, there was some. I... Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. On you go, darling.
0: Oh, I was just going to say one thing that I definitely remember my parents, well, especially my mum saying is like, if if I'd done something wrong and I got in trouble, or well, she wouldn't really get me in trouble, she'd just say, I'll remember that. Oh. <laughs> that was the worst. I'll like remember? Yeah, like if I wasn't sharing or something, she'd be like, "I'll remember that."
1: What do you think? Like, was like your biggest lesson as a child? Oh, I didn't... <laughs> that's a huge, a huge question. Well, what let me you tell you. Let learning... <laughs> Well, you've done really well at that. So no, thank you, actually, thank you. I remember um, this. This is another one that, I, like, I totally was very naughty here, and it taught me a lot. Um, so, my mum gave me money to go to the baker's on the Friday. Or every Friday, we got a cake as a treat after dinner, and she gave me money to go to the baker's and buy cakes for everyone in the family. So, me, mum, dad, and sister. And she gave me like an X amount of money and I think I might have been in primary school but what I did was I spent probably half the money on my cake and then I bought three little cakes for them (laughs) and it was my cake was huge right it was like honestly about the size of my face and their cakes were little tiny like shitty scones or something and I brought them home and uh, everyone was really annoyed clearly as you would be and my mum made me eat the, eat the whole cake and I felt so sick because it was way too big a cake for like a little person Aww. and and made me watch them eat the small cakes. And it was such, it was definitely a lesson that I learned and I felt really guilty. Um, But yeah, probably mostly because I felt sick.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, okay, I think the first time I realised that Like, your parents just can't do anything. Or that you wouldn't just get something back, if Mm. that makes it Right, okay. So, we were on a sailing holiday, because my dad is a sailor. And, I like, when you're on a boat, like, sometimes you have to pee off the side, right? But I would be (laughs) so scared. My dad would, like, hold me out the side. So, anyway, I was making this huge deal, and, like, I I was just trying to hold it in. I was like, just wait. And we were, like, hours away from land so anyway my mum was like oh and this was when two pound coins had just come out I think So she was like I'll give you this two pound coin if you do a wee off the side of the boat so I did a wee off the side of the boat and I got the two pound coin and then I was playing with it dropped it in the water and I kind of just thought oh mum will give me another one though no (gasps) oh And that was sort of, and that was the first time I was like, "Oh, okay, so you can't just like drop things off the side of the boat, and it's okay because mum will give you another one."
1: That that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, I was listening to a podcast. It was like a coaching podcast, but the guy on it was like relating being a parent to coaching, um, and I don't know how it really. I can't remember how he related this particular story, but. As a parent, when you make threats, he says that you have to make sure that A, the threats are something that you are willing to carry out. So you can't say, like, if you don't do that, I will make you sleep outside. Right? You can't say something like that. Um, but equally, like you have to if they don't if they don't do what they're told to do, you have to actually carry that threat out. And that's that's a really difficult thing to do. Um, because you would probably like You'd really want to give little Emma two pound coin again, she because probably cried and looked really cute, but you have like no, you lost it. That's the consequences of your actions. Yeah. I can't remember how you related that as a coach.
0: <clears throat> Basically, if you're listening and you're a client, you're all my babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that relates you,
1: that much. Do you see yourself? As like the mother hen and your clients has like lots of little baby ducklings. ducklings. Wait, so you're a mother hen with baby ducks? Um, I've got something to teach you.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no, no. So <laughs> this is so interesting, right? I don't know if you've been watching my story, but I'm a little bit obsessed with ducklings. And I was showing my dad them and he was like, Oh, that's so funny. When I was young, we we like stayed on this farm and we got some duck eggs but we there was no duck like we just got the eggs from another duck and Mm -hmm. then they put them like they gave them to a chicken to sit on so the chicken sat on the eggs and then the ducks were born and and this is the sad part the ducks like ran off to the water like the little pond and then the chicken thought that that was like its children and ran into the pond But
1: chickens can't go in ponds. So sad. That's
0: really sad. (laughs) So actually, yes, that is exactly how I feel. I'm the hen with ducklings.
1: Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. I I thought the story was going to end with the ducks didn't learn how to swim because maybe the ducks learn how to swim from their mum. No. Apparently, they can just swim. Intuitive and built within them. Yeah, intuitive swimming. intuitive living, just like intuitive eating there you go Emma you've done it you've managed to turn ducks into a lesson on dieting
0: yeah
1: I know I um, I saw that you talked about anti-diet culture
0: yes I did
1: let's hear it let's hear your thoughts on it because that's something that that sort of I struggle with as a coach Okay so okay so what do you struggle with um oh, i don't really struggle with it do you know what i mean like i i just yeah, find i think it's quite an interesting
0: topic it is an interesting topic and i think coaches struggle with it in the sense of i mean it is a fact that dying for some people can be negative now it's also a fact that dying for some people can be positive but you yeah. need to coach in a way that's going to lead to the positive outcome, obviously, that you never want to cause harm and you always want clients to get the best out of their time with you. So there are certain things that you can do, like, I mean, just watching out for certain behaviours, making sure you're checking up on clients, making sure you screen them beforehand and make sure they get the support that they need, um, doing it in a way that's flexible, so not like rigid diets, um, not cutting out food groups, etc, etc. Um, and having like a long term view of it and then just a good relationship with your client where they could say, Do you know what, for the last couple of weeks I've been binging. And you're like, OK, we need to change something. And then if that doesn't stop, we need to get help from out with as well. Maybe you need to speak to someone about it. So and, and I definitely think that I think my issue with the anti diet movement culture is that they almost don't accept that any diets are good they're like mm-hmm. no dieting it like in itself is bad mm-hmm. and I understand that in the sense of like diet a typical diet culture is pretty bad like detoxes yep. and six-week diets and over restriction and like body image issues and comparing yourself to others all these kind of things like, I I get the bad side of dieting but that doesn't mean that dieting hasn't improved so many people's lives drastically and it And even like the facts, like we know that storing more fat around your organs will increase your risk of certain diseases, cardiovascular disease, some forms of cancer, type 2 diabetes. Like we know how that works. And we also know the reverse is true, that if you reduce your body fat, you can reverse some of these diseases. Not not if you have cancer, you can't then reverse that by diet. But I mean, like, for example, type 2 diabetes if you lose the fat around your pancreas and your liver they begin to function normally again and um and then your glucose control can go back to normal so i think like it's i think it's dangerous to tell people not to diet if they are overweight like i think that's and the other like the main main issue of this is that People who need to listen to anti-diet culture, so people who maybe struggle with disordered eating, eating disorders, they won't listen to that. Like They'll turn off to that. They're not the people that are listening. Those are the people that need to listen but, but aren't listening. The people that do listen are the people that are attracted to it. Oh, I'm overweight and I've always struggled with my weight and I've always like, struggled with dieting. Okay, this like that aligns with their views. And they're like, I agree with this anti-diet thing and that's not helpful for them so that's where I think like the problem lies
1: Mm, absolutely I totally agree um I think like as a coach personally it's important to like not start your training with like just a weight loss goal so if I had a new client start and um and they wanted they were maybe quite overweight and they wanted to lose weight We'd have lots and lots of goals, and and you do it as well, like weight loss. And you've changed the order of your questions. Mm-hmm. So weight is me my toes. Weight is like just one measure of progress. Um, and yeah, I think there is a lot of toxic talk of diet and like being obsessive about it, and especially with social media. I feel like it's a reaction to like all these influencers. Um, maybe like selling things that are designed to like help you lose weight really fast but not actually making you healthier Mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah like having lots of goals athletic goals flexibility goals strength goals lots of things and not just being like right let's let's get you losing weight let's talk about diet all the time i just don't think that would help people
0: and then focusing as well on behaviors as opposed to just like the outcome, so if you get to the end of the week and you've got hundred grams of protein in every day, you've hit your step count, you've trained three times, then that's a win for that week, like that is a successful week. Now, if the scales go up or down, we know can depend on numerous factors out with fat loss, so like let's not focus on that I mean we will we will measure it as a marker, but it's the behaviours that get you there that are going to be the main focus. I think.
1: That's brilliant. And a, a really good answer to my question. You Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. very much. What do you think is uh, yeah. Adele? Then? Pardon? Adele. Adele? Mm. Oh, um, I think she looks amazing. She looks really good. Um, I mean, it's quite cryptic. Like, she's literally just posted one picture and everyone's filling in the blanks aren't they and i love that it. she's
0: just been like it's none of your fucking business
1: totally like she <laughs> like, hasn't even me looking things.
0: good feeling good probably like if she's happy i don't see what the problem is and and i would like to blame lockdown for how like obsessed people have got with it but i actually don't think you can like i think that like that is generally just what people do when like someone loses a lot of weight they're like why did she feel, I don't know, I think a lot of people are like, she looked better before, It's nothing about what she looks like, even if we just look at her health mm. like, that should be the main thing, but
1: Well, one thing that I've read, in particular when it comes to, like, anti-diet culture and, like, body positivity is that bigger people get angry when other people are obsessed with their health Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, talking about, like uh, it's none of your business how healthy i am why are you so concerned with my health what do you think well about then in
0: that set like and i don't i'm not saying that i completely agree with this but like it's not just their health it's their health for their friends for their family for people that they love but also for the nhs like if everyone well like, given like the obesity epidemic that's putting a huge strain on on public health so and I mean, I think people should just take a bit more responsibility for their own health. Um, But it is obviously quite an emotive topic. And I guess my approach is to try and take the emotion out of it and just look at, like, okay, fat is a store of energy and you have some extra energy. That's not helping you. Like, we can lose that. Instead of the whole, like, feeling like you're a fat person, like you're not, you just have extra energy. Mm-hmm. And looking yeah. at it from that sort of stance where it's nothing to do with the person.
1: Mm. Yes. Would you like a <laughs> yes? Would you like a fact? Fact of the day from Uber Facts page. Oh my god! Yes. Right, okay. <laughs> well, you were having your really interesting <laughs> <laughs> and informative discussion about this. I was just quickly scrolling. Sorry, that's a confession from me. So here we go. So over facts, right? This one's from one day ago and there's one, two, three, four, five slides. And the first one is a picture of a planet and it says, NASA plans to probe Uranus in about 15 years. <laughs> right. Right? That's all it says. <laughs> so get ready, Uranus. NASA's coming <laughs> in fifteen years, right? Next one is a Roman soldier once farted, starting a riot that led to the death of ten thousand people. <laughs> what these these facts cannot be
0: true. These <laughs> facts cannot be true. Do you know what I'm quite impressed with? Like someone's imagination, just to be like, yeah, <laughs> someone farted, and yeah.
1: Literally a third of coronavirus deaths in the UK equal to one fart. But you know what? Sometimes smelling someone else's fart does make me angry. Like, I'm like, (laughs) what is wrong with you and your guts? Like, what is wrong with you? Start eating a fucking vegetable.
0: Yeah, like the time that you ate all that kale.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe eat less vegetables.
0: (laughs) Eat a moderate (laughs) amount of vegetables. Jesus
1: Don't eat vegetables that make your guts stink. Anyway, next one is, during the late 1700s, doctors would literally blow smoke up people's bums as a medical treatment.
0: Blow smoke up someone's bum?
1: Yep. And it's accompanied
0: with Do you think that comes from the saying stop blowing smoke up my ass? (laughs) Do you think? I don't
1: know Yeah, why. I think it does. Yeah, it's, no, that and that's, must be um, it. that's from the late 1700s. Did you know that doctors used to blow smoke up people's asses? That's <laughs> a medical treatment. I wonder what it was treating. Hmm? What do you think I it was don't
0: treating? know. <coughs> I saw this one the other day, right? And it just, like, I don't even know if it's true, but I quite like it. It says, when Tupac was in jail, Jim Carrey used to write him funny letters in an attempt to cheer him up. Tupac was a huge fan of the comedian. <laughs> Like,
1: oh, that's really nice. Hmm. Lovely. Right, Lovely. my next fact is in four in 1482, a long time ago, a knight was burned at the stake for homosexuality. His name was Richard Puller. No, <laughs> shut up! Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> shut up! Not true. One. Not true. <laughs> right, anyway, go.
0: Jackie Chan started his career by doing porn Really? Well <laughs> I, guess, I mean I don't know
1: You managed to keep that one quiet I know There you go um, And the last one is oral sex is illegal in Canada until 1969 <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah. What? Like, wait,
0: 1969? That's not 1969. that long
1: ago. Not that long ago. Um, yeah,
0: well, maybe why they were just- would they think they needed to outlaw
1: that? Yeah, come on. There like, must be more important rules to make then. There really is. But then I bet the person who, who inlawed it, wait, what? what's the word you say? Made it legal? <laughs> you said uh-huh. outlawed it. And Lord it, was like, let's wait until 1969. And then someone's like, why? And then you go, <laughs> I mean, think about that. <laughs> Yeah, and like in
0: 1869, it was like, oh, damn it, we forgot to do oh, it. Oh, we missed
1: it. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to wait another 100 years. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, this is an interesting one. Penis. Captivus is a rare occurrence when the vagina clamps down on the penis very firmly and the penis is unable to remove from the vagina.
1: <gasps> oh Do you think that's true? I don't I'm quite d- I'm gonna Google it. So have you have you heard of the film Teeth?
0: Yeah, I've never seen it.
1: I've never seen it though either, but I feel like I've got I've got some time um in lockdown. I should probably watch it, but that's Surely that's the the concept of teeth, is that...
0: Oh my God.
1: Is it a real thing?
0: Yeah. Oh my God, maybe all of these things have been facts all along. So penis captivus is a rare occurrence during sexual intercourse when the muscles in the vagina clamp down on the penis much more firmly than usual, making it impossible for the penis to withdraw from the vagina. According (gasps) to a 1979 article in the British Medical Journal, This condition was known in the 20th century, but a subsequent letter to the same journal reported apparent case of penis captivus in 1947. Um, Penis captivus should not be confused with vaginism? Vaginismus? Right. Oh, yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I was not confusing them anyway.
1: Um, Wow yeah you go so like vag- vaginismus vaginismus um is a condition i, I, don't, in I don't have it 20, like, yeah yeah it, it says
0: it's a condition in which involuntary muscle spasms prevent vaginal penetration this is often this often results in pain during attempts at sex
1: wow that's um that's like the opposite of my mind's telling me no but my body <laughs> My body is t- <laughs> literally the opposite like your party's like no don't let him in he's no good for you <laughs> get him away
0: it actually is
1: can you imagine like you were well i am sure it's it's not funny at all having vaginismus and um, i'm sorry to anyone out there who thinks i'm making light of the situation um but can you imagine like you were about to get it on and then it didn't like it closed up and it you're wouldn't like, open. You're just like sorry, sorry. Like, <laughs> do d- d- you know what?
0: Up. It doesn't like you. It
1: does like you. <laughs> it does say <laughs>
0: that in true um, treatment may include behavioral th- therapy such as graduated exposure therapy and vaginal dilation. Surgery is not required. Hmm?
1: They really are quite fascinating things.
0: 0.5% of women are affected.
1: It's not really that that many. No. But well, you are less you have um, it. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. We've probably stepped over that line that we were talking about. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> uh, Imagine
0: if though like like how long does it get stuck? Cuz it's it's not like oh it makes it harder to remove your penis it's like it is impossible.
1: What happens if it got stuck at the start of lockdown, <laughs> and then,
0: <you laughs> like, no, sorry, we're only doing like emergency treatments. That doesn't that
1: doesn't <laughs> that. I think like if you phoned, is it one one one? You phone? Mm. I can't remember. And you, you say got um, on for five hours. <laughs> or can you imagine, just before lockdown started, the man got stuck inside you. And then lockdown starts and you you're literally have to, you have to lock lockdown
0: with I them. love that we talk about lockdown as if it's like, it's just been announced and everyone's like, nobody can move. It's like, it's not like you could go home. No. Wherever you exactly are right now. Stay where
1: you are. Even if you've got a man stuck inside you, stay where you are. <laughs> oh, God. You'd have to find some sort of way of moving. Um, together like a to me to you type situation like sort of like shuffling along maybe sideways or
0: (laughs) I think I think we should move on
1: (laughs) no I feel like this is something really important
0: (laughs) this is really useful content for people yeah (laughs) we have gone from like very serious to very um not serious content today
1: we have um but that's just what we do isn't it that's what we do like we go all over the place we like to keep people on their toes you're like what are we going to get today from the up close and personal trainer podcast are we going to get lols or are we going to be talking about our childhood scars what is it going to be (laughs) oh
0: yeah yeah what other childhood what what did people write into you and tell you
1: right okay here we go so do you know actually like i refreshed it this morning to have a look how annoying is it, first of all, the amount of, like, people that, like, spam your question answers with, like, um, oh, we want you as an ambassador type things? It's so annoying,
0: isn't it? Babe, hey, that was someone actually asking. They wanted you <laughs> as their new ambassador. You'll get a 10% yeah. discount code for your friends and family. <laughs> so generous! And if you guys are lucky, the Up Close and Personal Trainer podcast listeners...
1: <laughs> um, 10% off our eyebrow pencil merch. What was that?
0: <laughs> Can you imagine if we started getting sponsorships? Can you imagine? God would be. What would
1: sponsor us? Like that would be like a piece of gym equipment that also doubles as a dildo. <laughs> Why is someone not invented that? Hello. Oh Hello! Right, Emma, see, once we stop recording, we're going to, like, come up with a prototype. Okay. You can also, right. like, use it as a weight and a dildo. Right, anyway. Next, so, what I was saying was, um, someone responded to my story, and this is the first time something like this has happened, someone responded saying, you shouldn't wear your hair down, your face is too long, it accentuates it. Wait, what? No, i What, just a random person? A random person that follows me. And then I was like, well, oh, so sorry what <laughs> and then i clicked on her page right she's private and it says uh among like you know how some people list list things about themselves yeah it says kindness geek i'm like <laughs> babe babe that was not a kind thing to say that was not a I kind thing to say it. i don't even think you've got a long face no i really don't but um one thing that i have been fed back on by a friend is that I don't film my stories from a flattering angle I'm too lazy to lift my arm higher like so that it's like filming from above so I just film from like below my chin so I'm like hi hey, everyone it's me <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy when you zoom in on your mouth yeah that's that's my favorite as well um, but I really don't have a long face so she can no. Wait, wait, she goes. All right, let's have a look at some of the answers to my story. So, yeah, the question was, where is it? it was it not like, what is your, what was said to you as a child that is stuck with you as an adult? Mm-hmm. Right, so here we go. Someone said, um, dinner lady force-fed me roast potatoes at school and now I can't face them anymore. <laughs> what do you mean, force-fed? Yeah, like I assume that like this person isn't exaggerating and that the dinner lady <laughs> held them down and pushed them into their mouth. Wow. Um, that That's if a shame because roast potatoes are great. They're so good. They're amazing. Um, uh, a boy in my S1 ICT class passed around a picture of a hippo with my name on it. Aww. That's so mean. Oh my God,
0: I don't know why I just thought this, but do you remember stink bombs?
1: No, what's
0: that? Like oh, you to to like, a like, like a stink, bomb. A stink bomb, right? You used to be able to get these little like glass things that you would fill with oh, like yeah, yeah,
1: stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it went round my school loads. So people would let them off in class, and then like I remember one, and it was in like whatever woodcraft or some something like that, and we all had to like it was break time, and they were like, no, no one's leaving until we find out who set off the stink bomb, and we all had to sit there and stink. Was it you? No, I would never do that.
1: I would never do that.
0: I would never have done that.
1: Um, that if I was bad, I would get put in the bin with a brick on top for the bin men to take me away. <laughs> um, oh, let's see. The seeds in bananas are spider's eggs. To this day, I cannot eat the bottom bit of a banana. Listen, you're not meant to eat the bottom bit of the banana, but you're know, like little hard Oh, bit. that bit's sick. Yeah, why would you you're not meant to eat that bit?
0: (laughs) Babe. You're eating. God, you're messing up
1: so much. (laughs) Um a kid at school called me Mustacha. Her name's Sasha. (laughs) Used to upset me so much, but think it's hilarious now, although I am obsessed with making sure my mustache is perfectly bleached. Oh that's
0: what um what names
1: did you get called at school? Um, so when I was in primary school I got called Shone the Moan <laughs> um, which was dumb because it wasn't a moan at all um, and then I got something like Shona the Boner or something like that oh um, yeah, high- classic Cla- classic a it classic. Doesn't, even really rhyme. doesn't even really rhyme, Shoner Shona the Boner but yeah um, and what did you get?
0: um Nothing particularly exciting. Like, nothing. I, my brother used to get called Al Gore because his name is Alexander Gordon. And I thought that was actually quite clever.
1: I was like, huh. That is like, That's like a really, like, did you go to private school? No. You went to Madras College? Mm. Okay, stalker. So, do you know why I know that? no because, um you went to school with one of my friends but this is really boring for anyone listening oh, to.
0: but who is it because i want to know
1: i'll tell you then uh my mom also went to madras college what i forgot it to tell you that like a
0: private school doesn't it madras it totally college
1: was. but when she went it was an all-girls school and i think it might have been a little bit of a private school oh it's funny
0: now because half of it's like really nice in this old building that like there's always like Chinese tourists coming into like the quad it has a quad right sounds mega posh but then like the first like your first three years you're at this like shitty like I'm sure it had to be shut because there was asbestos and things like that like it's it's awful like new sort of build but obviously as cheap as possible and then you move up to the next school when you're in like Fourth year, third year, mm. after
1: third year. There you go, Madras College. There you go, I guys. went if to, to I I grew up in Oxford and then moved to Madras College in St. Andrews and then went to Unif- Edinburgh University. <laughs> Isn't that basically you? Yeah. I great. know a lot about you. Where did I go to university?
0: Glasgow, Cali.
1: Oh, <gasps> how fucking <laughs> dare you! How oh, fucking dare you? I am coming off. I'm I'm leaving meeting right now. What do you think I am?
0: Where did you go? Glasgow.
1: <laughs> yes. I went to University of Glasgow. Thank you very much. All oh, right, okay. Sorry. Glasgow, Cali. That that is like a low key <laughs> throwing shade. I bet you went to Cali, didn't you? Not like I, I know this is a really mean thing to say because Paul went to Cali. <laughs> But at the same time, like, I bet you went to Glasgow, Cali. That's like saying, I bet you went to University of West of Scotland. Oh. <laughs> oh! But that doesn't even have a campus, does it? Yes, it does. Yeah, there's an oh. air campus. And it used, to be, it used to be Paisley Uni. It used oh. to be, and then it um, got changed to University of West of Scotland. So, yeah, you just threw me some major <laughs> No, I went to um, University of Glasgow and uh, studied theatre. Do you know what? I wasn't
0: sure that they did theatre at Glasgow.
1: (laughs) That's making it even worse. (laughs) I know, I know. It's like um, medicine, dentistry. (laughs) And (laughs) theatre. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. -hmm. Um, But yeah, there is a sort of like, there's definitely a hierarchy, isn't there? Oh, of universities, yeah. There's a major snobbery
0: Yeah, like it's like when you're like, oh yeah, I went to Edinburgh, Napier. (laughs) You just miss out the last part.
1: My sister's a dentist, and she did dentistry at Dundee, and I definitely think like so. She then moved to Glasgow, and I definitely think there's like a oh, where did you study dentistry? Dundee. Oh, like oh really? I think dentistry's meant to be really good here. It is! Well, yeah, that's why she went. But, um, yeah, like, I think the Glasgow Glasgow University dental students were like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) What would you know?
1: But, yeah, Dundee's such
0: a fun setting. Yeah, Dundee's great. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You need to come through when we're... I think we should stop recording now. (laughs) We're just having a general (laughs) chat.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, hopefully people have enjoyed this um, podcast yeah um i hope you have enjoyed it um please keep sending in your questions your dilemmas or even just like do you want us to talk about a subject something that like we know literally nothing about send us it and we'll talk about yeah, it like politics
0: great topic for us
1: we have full yeah. understanding of how that works so anything you want to know yeah or like even something like which politician would you sleep with oh my god we should talk about that next week
0: (laughs) oh god that's disgusting okay right we'll do that next week okay love you you, bye (laughs) bye